Hello and welcome to another episode of Bat Books for Beginners. I am your host, John, and this episode we are taking a look at Catwoman, I'll Take Manhattan. This was written by Devin Grayson and features art by Jim Ballant. It covers issues 66 through to 71 of the Catwoman series and was published between March and August 1999. It's not been collected as trade paperback, but as always, it can be bought cheap online. So, is this going to be any good, or is this going to leave me wishing that someone would just put this cat down? Let's find out as we dig into Catwoman, I'll Take Manhattan. Hey, that's a neat haul, cat baby. Only the beginning. Drop in the proverbial bucket. We're gonna live it up. We're gonna wail, dog. Nope. This money goes toward buying plans of the Gotham City Mint. The Mint? You don't fool around. Which way, sweetheart? We open with Catwoman leaving Gotham as it lies in ruins. She moves to Cannes, and while there, keeps an eye on events in Gotham. She then moves to Paris. We then cut to a cloaked figure who speaks French to a man entering a doorway. It transpires that this hooded character is Catwoman, and she's broken into a meeting of the International Thieves Guild. They have the supposed shield used by Joan of Arc, which is given to a Mr. Blackmont, who will sell it to a fence and then steal it back, giving the guild 10% of the profit. However, when the auctioneer of sorts goes to bang his gravel, it turns out that Catwoman has stolen it. There are cues of, oh my god, it's Catwoman, and so forth and so on, and they decide to let Catwoman try and seal it instead of Blackmont, who is not happy about this. Catwoman then breaks into the Louvre and steals the shield. However, she then has second thoughts and puts the shield back, refusing to steal it. However, Mr. Blackmont appears and tries to kill her. Catwoman escapes successfully, but in the process seems to have stolen the shield, for which she feels bad about. She then passes the shield to the fence. However, he goes to shoot her with a gun, but, in a clever twist, it transpires that Selina has stolen the gun and takes the shield back, as well as taking the money. And the issue ends with Selina declaring that she will take Manhattan after she journeys there. Issue 67 opens with her stealing the wig from a prostitute who is about to be attacked. She then uses it to attack the attacker, telling the girl to spread the word that a new sheriff is in town. She starts by blackmailing a high-powered CEO and forces his partners to pull out, making her a silent partner in the business, and then eventually vice president, where she promises to raise the stock option by 400%. We then move to Wall Street and she hires 16 brokers to start buying options. Somehow she manages to make a 600% profit increase. She then later returns to the stock exchange dressed as Catwoman and removes the electronic lag that she set up earlier to prevent everything being voided by the stock exchange. She's then offered a position as CEO of Ralph Industries where she was vice president which angers the former head of the company that she'd blackmailed earlier. She then decides to run for mayor, launching a campaign. However, at one campaign rally, an attempt is made on her life. They kill one of her aides and force Selina to to use a smokescreen to allow the rest of her team to escape. It turns out her assassin is Gunhawk, who has been hired by a mobster to kill her. 
We then move to Catwoman retiring to her apartment when she spots two people trying to break in. They fight with Catwoman, easily being taken down by her. Selina then attends another rally where she is attacked by Lady Vic. They fight with both falling off the lantern of the Statue of Liberty. However, Selina, due to the fact that she's used to climbing buildings, is able to knock out Lady Vic's, which transpires was disguised as one of her assistants. In the opening of 68, we are introduced to the trickster, who has been hired to bring down Selina by the mob and former CEO of Randolph Industries. Trickster begins by trying to break into her apartment. He is naturally caught by Selina. However, she decides to lead him around and so says that she will join him in trying to spy on and bring down Selina. Meanwhile, the company's stocks are frozen by the Securities and Exchange Commission who are looking at some irregularities. However, the man is intercepted by the trickster who manages to swap his briefcase for the man from the Securities and Exchange Commissions and he steals all the documents. He then uses this to leak the story to the press and begin a smear campaign against her. At the same time, he also offers to help Selena under the guise of James Jesse and tells her that it was the trickster who told the press of the action against her and reported her to the SEC. Selena, in a moment of madness, forgets that she is working with the trickster and confronts him, only just regaining control. Instead, she breaks into the mobster's house and says that she will be the one to kill Selena for him. After taking the contract, she comes across the trickster who says that he has a way of also getting to Selena's personal accounts as well. Selena tries to get the papers, but the trickster outwits her and forces them to be partners again. Catwoman is determined to get the papers that enable the transfer of money from her personal accounts to any account in the world. So she sets up an attack against the New York mob. However, it doesn't work and Trickster is able to hold his own, refusing to give up the papers or allowing Selina the chance to take them. However, she manages to give Trickster two fake identities of Selina for him and her to try and chase. However, it transpires that the one the Trickster has gone to is not Selina at all. The Trickster is caught and humiliated before being kicked onto the street. After the trickster leaves, it turns out that it was in fact Selina all along and that she'd hired actors to play various roles. And she also managed to get the papers to allow her to transfer the funds to another account. However, it turns out that the trickster has had the last laugh when she opens the envelope, it just simply saying, Bad Kitty. Catwoman then goes after Trickster. She beats him up and finally gets the paper. However, Trickster makes the comment that she is just a common thief. This touches a nerve for a moment with Selena. He also tells her about an attempt did hit on her the next day when she tries to block the SEC from liquidating her assets. This leaves Selena with a choice. Does she go after the Trickster or try to stop the SEC? Instead, she steals a morgue body that passes for Selena and throws her double onto the car outside the bank where the mobsters are waiting to kill her, if she shows. All transpires that she tipped the police off about the hit who arrive and arrest them for the murder of Selena. However, she also tries to grab the trickster but ends up being caught between the mobsters and the police. However, in true comic book fashion, they escape. 
Trickster announces that he knows she is Selina Kyle, also that he's put her money into a charity, and the issue ends with Catwoman returning to Gotham. So, overall, this is truly, truly atrocious. If there was a comic book hell that constantly produced a comic, it would be written by Devin Grayson and feature art by Jim Ballant. The characterization of Catwoman is completely often all the way through the entire thing. The first issue made a huge thing of her not wanting to be bad, not wanting to fill the stereotype, to break away from it, to finally be good. And it is completely and utterly dropped all the way through until the end when the trickster goes, well, you're just a common thief. And she goes, oh, I am a common thief. I completely forgot about this theme that we were trying to push through the last six issues. But now I've just remembered it because, well, we've got to tie up everything at the end. She's inconsistent with what she does. She doesn't want to be a good guy. She doesn't want to be a bad guy. She doesn't want to be this. She doesn't want to be that. She doesn't want to do that. Just all the way through, I'm going, well, I thought 30 seconds ago you said you didn't want to be a thief, and now you're being a thief. But then you say you do want to be a thief, and now you're saying you don't want to be a thief. What do you want to be? The plot in France is stupid and pointless and ridiculous. It does nothing. It doesn't further anything. All it does is give her an excuse to go to Manhattan, which isn't even explained. She just returns to America and turns up in Manhattan, where she talks to a bloke and then goes, right, well, now I'm going to rule Manhattan. Completely spontaneously, completely out of the blue, just goes, I'm going to rule Manhattan. That's what I've decided I'm going to do, and now I'm going to do it. Makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. There's no logical reason for it. There's not even a reason why she's in Manhattan. She turns up with the shield. If that's the true shield of the Joan of Arc, how did she get it through customs? Presumably she doesn't have a private jet. She sat on the side of the Manhattan Bridge with the, the shield of the supposed shield of Joan of Arc. So presumably she has walked through customs in a Catwoman costume and with a shield. Don't know how she did it. That or American customs are some of the stupidest people that you will ever meet. I can only assume it's going to be that one. The villains in the entire thing are ridiculous, stupid, pointless. They really rank alongside Nick Scratch for world's worst villain ever. They don't seem to do anything. They don't even really have a plot. Their entire thing consists of going, well, we're going to try and hire the trickster, and now the trickster's going to trick her, and it will be all okay. And that's it. That's their plan. We're going to hire the trickster. Right, okay, well, really? That's your plan? This woman has made you so angry and so furious that you want to get rid of her, so your plan is to hire the trickster. That's it. The other villains in it, the other assassins, I'm assuming are called the Pussycat Dolls. I don't know. They were literally in it for 30 seconds. Lady Vic was in it for 30 seconds. Gunhawk was in it for 30 seconds. There was no point to these characters except for them going, well, we tried to, but now we failed miserably. Oh, well, doesn't really matter. I'm pretty sure that's not how assassins work. They will keep on going until their target is dead. But then again, I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't live in the weird world that Devin Grayson does. The art is atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. Now, I can take a bit of cheesecake. That's fine. You know, 
it happens occasionally. We have to live with it. Three pages it took Jim Ballant for him to draw a shot of Selena in her bikini. Absolutely no reason. And then two more pages before she was lying naked on a bed. Again, absolutely no reason whatsoever for her to be lying naked on that bed. None at all. But there we go. We get it. Just slap bang in the middle of it for no apparent reason. Also, at one stage, we are treated to the most spectacular art shot where her entire head and neck shifts onto her shoulder just so we can have a cleavage shot. Just looking down the top, we're going to move her entire head almost 50 centimetres just so we can look down her top. Really? Did we need to see that? Did we need that in there? No. Not at all. Not even close to us needing to see that. We could literally have just seen Selena talking to a man. Not some weird angle just so we can look at her boobs. They're not that exciting. Unless you're 13. Which I'm assuming Jim Ballant must be. He can't draw smiles either. No matter what happens in every single shot where that person is smiling. They look genuinely insane. I mean they look terrifyingly scary. And it's not just a whole, oh, it'll be alright, there's just sort of a little bit of bad perspective, maybe you're just seeing that. No, no, they genuinely look like they are about to go mad and kill everybody. It's really, really bad. So overall, Joe, I'm going to give this zero out of five Matarangs. In fact, if I could, I would give it less. It has been that bad. Don't bother picking this up. Don't go anywhere near it. And if you do find it, buy a copy and then set fire to it so nobody will be able to discover this thing ever again. I could literally go on for hours about how much this comic has wound me up. But I won't because frankly I've only got 10 minutes to do this. That's it for this episode. As you can tell, I wasn't particularly impressed by Catwoman I'll Take Manhattan. But next episode we are reviewing Robin Home and Back. So, thank you very much for listening, and now I'll hand you back over to Dustin and the guys. Mm-hmm.